Otherwise on SAFM. And a healthy Tuesday to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shado Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and our technical producer for today is Albert Klaassen. Our contact details are 0892-102010 or email otherwise at safm.co.za. Now, today we look at a holistic approach to health with Di Medley, author of Moon Makeover in Three Months. And we also talked to Kathleen McQuaid of Opfit about their beginner's program for would-be runners. Otherwise, on SAFM. I was intrigued when I picked up this book by Di Medley, not only by the size of it, which is almost pocket size, but by what it claimed to do, Moon Makeover in Three Months, an anti-aging health program taking its cue from the phases of the moon. Well, that was what hooked me. And now Di joins me on the phone. Welcome to Otherwise, Di, and thank you for your time. Thank you, Shadow. Thank you. I'm so disappointed you couldn't make it into the studio because I wanted you to help me with my breathing. <laughs> I'm sure. But I can always do that. Did you have a great holiday? Because I've been trying to talk to you for weeks now. Have you? Uh, yeah, we were away for about 10 days, 15 mm-hmm. days, yeah. And it was good? It was good. And it was good. All right. Now, what what brought about this association with the moon and, and healthy living and also anti-aging especially? Um, well, it started off with... Um, I realized as I was getting older that, um, you know, I was quite ignorant actually on health matters because touch wood up to then I'd been very healthy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought, well, I, I should actually do something about it because, you know, it's getting on. <laughs> and um, also uh, it was uh, an interesting, you know, I was interested, it just started actually here in South Africa. Um, awareness of this mm-hmm. and so I started going to different uh, talks and whoever came over whoever was talking about it and so I collected an awful lot of information a heck of a lot of information a lot of contradictory stuff um, but then I was persuaded by a journalist friend to put it down because I, by that time I had been sort of practicing uh, my own program mm-hmm. and um she said, well, put it down, you know, for other people. I said, I don't know. Who the heck wants to, <laughs> who the heck wants to know my health uh, program, you know? Because it's purely from a layman's point of view. Well, that's what I like about it. It was so easy to access. It was easy to, to put your, your suggestions into practice. And some things that we take for granted, for instance, the digestive system. Yes, well, I found it fascinating. I mean, my family thought rolled their eyes about this, but I found it absolutely fascinating, the, the digestive system. Tell us a bit more about it. I mean, I, 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 I was very embarrassed to know how little I thought uh, I knew about the digestive system and what it does and what it ought to do. And really, I'm now more aware since I... I read your book, but tell us why the digestive system, why it's important to understand how it works. Because that's where it all starts, isn't it? What you put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I mean, what you put in your mouth is the, uh, is the fuel that you need for a healthy, um, for health. Mm-hmm. And um, so you do have the choice. You do have the choice to put whatever you eat. And um, the thing is to make the right choices. And it really boils down to nutrition. It's to eat the most nutritious food you can. Well, we know about this diet, to eat the most nutritious food. But how, you know, by the time it enters your mouth and it goes down your throat, most of us don't know or have never given thought to what happens from then on. Well, the, the, the journey it takes and, you know, how it distributes to different organs in your body. Yeah, and, how, and, and it's, it emphasizes why you must uh, concentrate on nutrition. And, I mean, it, all sorts of fascinating things. I mean, the moment you put food into your mouth, depending on what it is, you get all these things that start acting. Um, it's the... Um, the breakdown, you have these glands that, uh, 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 
Oh, I'm going to get a technical. I'm going to have to look on my book now. No, no, go ahead. Because <laughs> I really, enzymes, I really enzymes, want. Enzymes. You've got all these different. You need these enzymes to break down protein, and they're situated in one part of your 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 throat, and and then uh, taste, and that all these enzymes, and they, and then some are in your stomach. But they need that uh, to break down the food. Mm. I mean, some people can't tolerate milk because they don't have the lactose uh, enzyme. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all that kind of stuff, the the enzymes. You need the uh, right food and combination so that enzymes can work. And then um, let me get my digestion thing. I've got it. I've got it here. I've got it here. You know, you talk about where it all begins. And and you also, you know, what I liked is every organ is accounted for. And you go through what happens to the food and what goes where and uh, why, why, for instance, the small intestine, you know, and and you say it's not small at all. In fact, it's six six to eight meters long. That's right. Yeah, Um, that's right. And and I like the fact that you take us through the journey of what happens to the food from when you eat it until it is uh, secreted, and 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 for me that was very interesting because now you know what each organ requires. That's right. And that makes you eat better. That's right. But and now, what, let, let, yes. What food? Um, what food upsets your organs? Yes, and and encourages and prevents the digestion. That is what I loved because we must all concentrate on that. But now, the the effect on the of the moon and why the phases of the moon. How did you marry the two? Well, well, I got this idea um, to make a difference. You know, not just another health book. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I started researching, and the moon itself is so fascinating. I, um, you know, the scientific facts, the 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 um, energy that each phase creates, you know, mm-hmm. the moon. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I divided the program up to accommodate, you know, the, the wax, uh, the new moon, which is beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, then I write a whole thing what's uh, for beginnings. I think it's you assess your, uh, what you eat every day, your breathing, the benefits of water, understanding the digestive system, mm-hmm. the physiology of stress, the importance of exercise. Yes. Which, unfortunately, it didn't matter how much, how many books I read and researched and everything, and all you had to exercise. Yes. You can't get away from that. Um, but you know, as 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 we get older, a lot of uh, older people uh, kind of don't exercise at all because you I know. know, and it is. Uh, yeah, it's very bad. It is, and and but but I like the way you've made some of these exercises very easy. You've got the gentle exercises, which we'll get to in a bit. But let's go back to phase one of the moon. It, it's new beginnings and assessing your current habits and lifestyle, right? Yeah, and then I give a few of the um, folklore things. You know that the the moon the moon law. Uh, so I'll just throw in a few of those and, and about, because they garden by the light of the moon now, and they garden by, still garden by moon uh, calendars. Mm-hmm. And so I brought the moon, it was quite interesting those. But then, um, so the second part, so you started, you started now in the beginning and you understand the digestive system and, and what it all needs. And then it, uh, the next one was the uh, waxing moon. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's rejuvenation and energy, and um, I put in a diet pyramid and how to clean up your tract. Yes. Supplements, natural weight loss, gentle exercising. Now, the gentle exercising I love um, because you can do them everywhere. But I also That's, love that you, 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 were, you were talking about uh, things that people, older people never talk about, you know, you want, you, you, you help get rid of the double chin, for instance. <laughs> 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 and the underarm flab. <laughs> I know, I know. Did you read that? I know. I had a bit of a disaster one night. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us that story, please. Pardon? Tell us a story about your near disaster with the tins. Well, um, I read somewhere or someone told me or I don't know who it was 
that um, take a can of beans or a can of anything really, mm-hmm. and um, when you're lying in bed, just move your arm up and down, up and down like that slowly, mm-hmm. up and down, and that takes away. That helps to take away the flab. <laughs> and so I thought, well. I must, re- I must say, you know, my uh, my husband sort of looked at me sideways when I came to bed with this tin of baked beans, you know. <laughs> anyway, he's learned not to not, not to question, and he carried on reading. And then the second night, I thought, now you know, I'm going to take two t- two cans to bed with me <laughs> and do both my arms at once. <laughs> and of course, I had a bit of <laughs> slipped out of. <laughs> Nearly donked him on the head, but it didn't. It just knocked his laughing book <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. I love that. I thought it was a very nice story because, you know, you, you you're doing what what you preach, and you you do it every day. The the supple neck exercises, the pelvic twitches. Now tell us why the pelvic twitch is important. Well, that's for your. I mean, as you get older, and this is what I'm saying. It's quite amazing that. The books actually were, it wasn't a lot of elderly women that bought the books. It was young women. Well, I suggest that young women get it now so that, it, it, you know, by the time they get older, they've, they've, they've got this program in place and they're doing it every day. And it's, you know, it, it's bound to, the good stuff's bound to rub off. You of know, course. You become, it becomes just a habit. Mm-hmm. Now... Know? Now tell me, what do you do? You still keep this program every every moonlight? Um, look, it's new moon. It, it's a full, moon, nearly full moon now. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just do it. So you you're religious about it. You do it all the time. There's... Well, I do fall off the wagon now and again. Oh, all of us do, but yeah, you know. I do. It's not. I mean, it's not a train smash. You don't have to be. You know. But you basically, it's nutrition and exercise. And and has it improved your life immensely? Well, it did. It did. It did. It. Um, I cut down on you know, well, my for me was cakes and sweets and stuff. Mm-hmm. I cut down on that. Um, yes, I did. Because people, you know, remarked, you know, I looked well. And that's what that's and all. And so that's what actually uh, this friend of mine said prompted you know said put it down, you know write well, it I, down so you know other people can do it. I love the new word you've introduced me to salubrious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I couldn't resist that word salubrious. Salubrious. Yes. Well, it makes me want to replace fabulous in my in my vocabulary because I think <laughs> salubrious sounds so. So nice. Tell us what so it means. Yes. Tell us what it means, Di. It means um, it, uh, it actually, I think, it refers to food in particular, mm-hmm. and um, it means. Um, I think the, one of the words was wholesome. Yeah, that's right. It was. I'm just looking up to see the exact. I've forgotten what why I used it, but it was such a good word, and it just went with a. It's it's a lovely word. You, you with s- what I wanted to. Um, it's in the last part, isn't it? You said you found it uh, by accident. Yes, in the, th- in the thesaurus. Yes. Yes, I found it by accident in the thesaurus, and then I had to make sure that it didn't really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> And um, how yes. old are you, Di? Pardon? How old are you, if I may ask? I'm seventy. I love you so much. <laughs> okay, and 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 when did you start? When did you write this book? You were six well, something. The first one. The first. Batch I did was two thousand and six, and 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 then um, the second batch was two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. So so you've been using it ever since, and it's it's kept you healthy, it's kept you well. You sound well. You sound like you've got a great sense of humour, 
and you know i i just i just love i just loved reading it because i've tried using some of the things before we get to breathing which is really what I've, i i i learned a very big lesson with breathing from your book but let's talk about dry brushing oh yes what is dry yeah, that, brushing that, that's a european custom actually mm-hmm. um scandinavian i think mm-hmm. but it's wonderful for um I mean, depending on your age, I mean, I, could, I can't use a, a brush. Um, but you take a soft towel, you take a towel, keep it next to your bed. Mm-hmm. And when you wake up in the morning, I don't know if you've got the usual like, stiffness or you know how you feel. You just take this and you just rub it all over your body. It's really, really relaxing. It really feels so great. Is it is it almost like exfoliating your skin a bit? Oh, it does that at the same time. Yes, if you, I mean, if you use a brush, um, that does, you know, it does. But the the, the, the cloth does too. I mean, I don't use a brush, but I use a, a cloth. You know, mm-hmm. a soft, uh, a toweling cloth. Okay, so before you before you get when you up- get up in the morning, it's just so nice to just rub this. Rub it all over you and get the circulation going. Or you can use a brush before you shower. Mm-hmm. All over your body. All over your body. All over your body. Is this a feel-good thing to do for yourself, eh? It's absolutely. I love this book because it's all feel-good things. But now, let's talk about breathing. Okay. What page is that on? Um, I, I'm, I'm just trying to find it as well. But you, you, it's part one. Um, part one of the health program where, where, okay. where you say, you know, assessing your daily fare, but most importantly, to breathe properly and breathe correctly. Now, what is the best way to breathe? Well, you know, I've been going to yoga for a long time. Okay. And um, I learned to breathe, you know, through the yoga. Mm-hmm. And the thing is just that you, you, you should breathe from your diaphragm. Okay. Not from your stomach. Because the stomach gives you a Buddha stomach in the end. It gives you a, a little punch, eh? I think so. It develops. Well, that's what I was told. Okay. And well, that was enough to put me off anyway. So you started learning how to breathe properly. Yes. But and how do we know we're not breathing properly? Because, you know... Well, you can very easily, if you put your, if you put your hands... Over your diaphragm, fingertips to fingertips, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then now you breathe, you're going to breathe from there. And so it expands. Your fingertips will come apart slightly. Okay. And then when you exhale, they'll go in. You know, they'll touch again. Now, is this through your mouth or through your nostril? It's through your... Always through your nostrils. Okay. Never through your mouth. Okay. Um, always through your nostrils, yes. Okay, and that we must, we, we can practice that proper breathing. Yes. How, uh, it, how often? Yeah, and you, 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 you actually, any breathing exercise, you concentrate on your exhaling because you'll automatically inhale. So you start, you know, you, you can imagine blowing up a balloon. Mm-hmm. If the balloon is your diaphragm, and then you, you're breathing air into that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you exhale. And then whenever you're doing exercises or anything like that, you concentrate on your exhale because you'll automatically inhale. Okay. okay. After you've exhaled. Hmm. And the other one is with... Um, well, yeah, if you, 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 can, you can test it. Just put your uh, finger, yeah, the fingertips, and then you exhale first, first, and then you inhale, expanding your rib cage and pushing the air into your diaphragm, feeling your fingers move apart as you breathe in. Listen, I, I'm, 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 I'm just so excited to have found this book, and I want to thank you so much for writing it for us, uh, oh, because it's, I know uh, it's, it's been wonderful that you know, because I mean, it's been sleeping for a while now. Well, I'm waking it up. You are. <laughs> Breaking it up. Di, where do we find the book? Well, I've got a few left. 
Well, do you sell them yourselves? Account is there is there no? Uh, uh, well, no, no, they're not in the. Uh, not they are. If they're my ones. Um, the ones in the bookshops are finished. Are they finished? Yeah. I, and you're not reprinting. Oh, Godfathers, no. <laughs> oh, heavens alive! Why not? Oh, was it hard work? It was hard work. Look, it was interesting. I mean, I know all about printing and publishing and all this kind of stuff now. Every kind of thing, everything that goes into publishing a book. It kept you busy. It kept me busy and it was it's wonderful. It really was. But Listen. I don't know if I want to do that again. Well, well, we'll talk about that and see if we cannot encourage you with some people to but help anybody, you. I've got a few, so if anybody wants it, they can uh, email me. Okay, we'll, we'll and and I'll get their details and what have you, and I'll give them my details and uh, and I can sell what I've got. But Di, listen, I found you. I found a poem that I thought I must give to you. Yes, it's called "Age Is a Beautiful Phase." Yes, it says I'm at peace with my journey, moving with contentment to its end, where I will be at ease and reflect upon the treasure gathered, sharing with those that have have none. Age is not an omen of fear, terrifying in its presence, announcing the imminence of death. It is the realization that winter's sun has a vestige of warmth that will pleasure my days. Age is a sanctuary that will transform itself into an oasis that is the terminus of my travel, leaving me pleased to reflect the years gathered have turned into a pattern of periods of time. Age is an intoxicant that becomes Headier through the years, with its potency making me merry in my surgeon, in each passageway savoring the sweetness of my stay that shall fortify me for the years forthcoming. Age is a beautiful phase. Yes, I suppose so. Yes. <laughs> Just as long as you don't look at yourself too much. We'll look at ourselves through your moon makeover in three yes. months. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Di. We'll, we'll we'll give your email address and uh, and and keep keep your seven shh well over. <laughs> well, listen. When I come and show you how to breathe, I'll tell you how old I am. <laughs> I know already. That that was good enough for me. <laughs> thank you, Di. Okay. Thanks, Shadow. You thank take you. care. Bye bye. Oh, I, I love her. I love her. The book is called Moon Makeover in Three Months Anti Aging Health Program, taking its cue from the phases of the moon. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's written by Di Medley, and we'll give you those details before the end of the show. Right now, though, it is time for SAFM News Headlines with Kirat Lala. Thank you, Shadow. In those news headlines at half past one, the price of meat could rise by up to 15% in the next few months. A couple from the wilderness in the Southern Cape has appeared briefly in the George Magistrates Court in connection with the legal possession of firearms, ammunition, as well as explosives. And Trade Union Federation Kosatu says it wants to make sure that learning and teaching is taking place from the first day of the academic year when schools reopen tomorrow. Details on these and more at 2 p.m. Otherwise, on SAFM. I just look forward to being 70-something. And with that news uh, headline there, maybe it's, it's time we all thought about not eating meat, especially with the price going up. Coming up, though, is um, joining me now on the phone is Kathleen McQuaid. And Kathleen is the exercise scientist and Sports Science Institute of South African Marketing and Media Manager and I love the fact that she's going to encourage us to run. Kathleen, hello and welcome. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I looked at it and I thought, ooh, can I run? <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely you can. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's, why we, we, that's why we're talking to you, to find out how possible it is. And I looked at the calendar, 2014-2015 calendar. Yes. has got over 20 marathons around the country. Yes, so we are certainly, certainly a running nation. And um, just to inspire listeners, I think before I talk about, um, about running and um, anything related to that is that we've got a series of workshops called Design to Run. So if there's any doubt in any listeners' minds about whether, in fact, they can run or not, um, we've got a whole workshop directed at that <laughs> and explaining how as human beings there are so many physiological features that we have which, which clearly indicate that we should all be out there running. So, so it's called Design to Run. Yes, Design oh. to Run. And, in fact, 
these workshops are, are running in conjunction with the Old Mutual Two Oceans Marathon, mm-hmm. um, which is taking place on the Easter weekend. And so we're having workshops in at Sports Science Institute, one in Kailicha, one in Soweto, one in Durban, and one in Johannesburg. And there we've got our, one of our main speakers is Dr. Ross Tucker. And, uh, yeah, he's a very, very popular scientist who is able to translate science into uh, the layman's language and, and certainly make us inspired to, to hear about and, and find out how, how we can indeed be runners. And obviously at the workshops we'll, we'll give lots of practical advice as well on, um, you know, eating right, mm. um, training safely, um, and, and we'll also have some inspirational stories that people will share with us about their journeys to becoming runners. But Kathleen, is there a, a natural age where everyone can run and then you, you hit your mark of sell-by date and, and you can't do that Definitely anymore? not. And and I can bear, bear out that with sort of case stories of me running races and, and having 70-year-old men and women pass me. Wow. <laughs> so, um, you know, it is very much a process of adaptation, mm-hmm. and uh, no one can sort of venture outdoors and immediately run, you know, perhaps 15, 20 minutes. You mm-hmm. do need to build up slowly. Mm-hmm. And getting to the sort of introduction about our, our running programs, we do have two programs running from the Sports Science Institute um, via the OptiFit program, mm-hmm. and they, they literally take people from becoming walker or just from a little bit of walking to including little spurts of, of jogging mm. to eventually sort of building up that um, capacity to run further. So it is a process of physiological adaptation where all your bones and ligaments and joints and tendons become increasingly um, used to the load that's applied to them. So mm. that's sort of the physiological changes that happen as well as all of the cardiovascular changes um, in your heart, your respiratory system. And then, of course, also mentally that, you know, we often start with this this idea that we can't possibly run. And um, I love it when someone says that to me. Because, I can't possibly um, run, Kathleen. <laughs> <Sorry>? <laughs> I can't possibly well, run. Well, then, uh, you're one of my targets. <laughs> I'd love to have you on the program. <laughs> I'll tell you why, though. Yes. I'm big-chested, so I slap myself every time I run. Okay, well, we do have, <laughs> we do have a means of helping you there. <laughs> I know of some very large-chested ladies who, who, are, who run comrades. Um, they do oh. just wear quite a few layers of support. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what do you um, do? there though seriously do you when you say quite a few layers because yes. one will need um, many layers uh, pr- pr- probably two um but you know the the the, the sort of bra range and and um f- for different sports um are, are quite extensive these days and if you are doing a high impact sport um like running uh, they really do create some very strong fabric um, supportive material and and yes some women are so large that they might need to wear two layers exactly um, but they, they do run you know and and um, also sometimes when you take up running um, breast tissue is uh, quite a lot of it is fat tissue and sometimes you might find that you might lose <laughs> some of the fat tissue yes please so it might have less to support <laughs> but, you, so, but but you know yeah no thank you for that because yeah. i i know that that some of a lot of people have been have been discouraged from running because they 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 can't deal with the 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 way they built and and yes. and the shape of their bodies yes but you're suggesting then that we we start by walking yes first yes. and you know i would suggest to to listeners out there even if they could do 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes of walking three to four times a week and that can help just um, in terms of strengthening their, their um, bones, muscles, and ligaments in getting used to a weight-bearing activity, mm. weight-bearing exercises where you sort of bearing your weight as opposed to something like swimming. Mm. And then to, to slowly introduce, um, and what we do in the program is literally start with a minute of jogging, two minutes of walking, a minute of jogging, two minutes of walking. Mm. We might repeat that about five times. Mm. And, you know, each and every intake that we have, we have a 12-week program to get people up to a 10-kilometer distance. And very often we start off on the field and we have certain people and I think, I wonder if these are going to be the people, this program, that just don't make it because they really (laughs) seem to be battling. And they, they amaze themselves how within a couple of weeks they're able to jog continuously for perhaps 15 or 20 minutes. 
And by the end of the program, complete a 10-kilometer distance. Often they feel like it's almost miraculous. But it is. It's because it's very slow, very progressive. And, um, and I, I think the camaraderie and support of the other people on the program helps as well because you see other people actually managing and coping and you have the constant um, support of leaders who kind of know what they're talking about mm. and, and can encourage the members. So, yeah, it's very, it's very uplifting to, to run a program like this because often these, these guys have gone on to take part in regular half marathons and I see them years later and they really are you know, have an improved quality of life because um, of the running they do and the friendships they've made and the parts of the country that they've seen um, and, and how it's changed their, their whole out, outlook on life. Kathleen, what does it do to your mental health? Well, for me uh, and, and for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, running is one of the most, one of the best ways of managing stress. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent means of managing stress Partly because it's, you know, it's quite a high-intensity activity, and, and so you're using up a lot of the, 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 the hormones and enzymes and everything that are produced during stress-producing situations, which might have happened at the office during the day or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the whole fact that it's outdoors, and yes. you just engaging with nature and seeing beautiful things and perhaps perceiving the world as a whole lot best, bigger than your potential problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a very real sort of effect of the hormones that are produced that make you feel good. Um, and then I suppose it's also it's empowering. You, you know, you're taking charge of something in your life. You, you're doing something very positive and impacting on your health and how you feel about yourself and perhaps how you relate to others. So those are some of the, I would say, very important mental health benefits of exercise. And Whilst it brings me tremendous health benefits, if you say to me tomorrow, you know, I'm sorry, running actually does nothing for your health, mm. but it can improve your, your emotional and mental health, I would still continue to run just for those benefits. Now, Zola Bud runs barefoot. And do we run with or without shoes? Okay. Um, Zola Bud actually doesn't, she, she actually presented a workshop here at Sports Science, and she used to do some of her training barefoot, but she mm-hmm. said she definitely used to wear track shoes as well. So oh. she wasn't always barefoot. She, she used both. Um, it, it is, again, a, a very individual decision and, and journey. Um, mm. If you are a Kenyan, a Kenyan, Kenyan child or child of Africa who's grown up running around the felt and never worn shoes, um, you probably could do very well barefoot. Um, if you are a child who's always worn shoes and suddenly you come across people who are telling you you should be running barefoot, mm. it's going to take a long time for you to adapt to, to barefoot running. Um, so it's, it's not a sort of black and white issue of, yes, you should wear shoes or no, you shouldn't wear shoes. There's also very much a range of type of support you can gain in the running shoes you wear. So mm. you can get what they call a, a minimalist running shoe where it's made up of very little fabric but mm. provides some support um, right up to a very, very supportive and, and rigid shoe, which, to be quite honest, I probably wouldn't advise, and, and most people probably wouldn't advise today. But probably somewhere in between is what would suit most people. And you can adapt. So you might start off with quite a supportive shoe and then sort of gradually train your feet to become um, better at proprioception, maybe introducing a few barefoot sessions on a field, and then reduce the type of shoe that you use to more of a minimalist shoe. Mm. But it, it certainly isn't a sort of one-size-fits-all. Um, some people, as I say, cope better in a particular structure of shoe. And a podiatrist would be able to help you determine that as you've sort of ventured into your running um, activity. Okay, so let's talk about beginners again. So yes. you, you've got a cause that's running from when? Yes, it's starting on the... 3rd of February, mm-hmm. and um, starting from the Sports Science Institute in Newlands. And what we do is we start off doing a series of uh, fitness and health assessments to see what the baseline of the person is. Um, they then also, and also obviously to check that there are no sort of major health risks, um, and if a doctor's consent is needed, we, we seek that. Mm-hmm. Um, they then train with us three times a week at Sports Science. It's less than an hour a session. 
um, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we also accompany it with some strength training um, because it's obviously very important not just to run, but also to be looking after your muscles and strengthening the muscles you particularly need to support your running, including your core, um, you know, all your core muscles. Um, so, so these sessions. So happen. strength support is what? Sorry? Strength support, you said. Um, yes, strength. And, and, and I mentioned about supporting the core muscles, which ah. are all of your, your abdominal muscles, um, which are, in fact, any activity you do, often the core muscles are activated first. So if you've got a nice, strong core, um, you're less likely to run awkwardly and you'll have good support of your back and you'll probably run much more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So we teach people about all of those exercises. Mm-hmm. And then um, gradually over the 12-week period, as I say, introduce some of the running on the road. We go and do a little 5K fun run, and um, they, they run quite a few sessions um, off, off the road um, in the Newlands Forest, um, Cecilia Forest, Takai, and so getting them used to different surfaces and also, that sort of running surface is very good for you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after 12 weeks, we redo all of the assessments and, and often show fantastic changes in terms of a change in fitness, um, some loss of centimeters in waist measurements, decreases in blood pressure and cholesterol, and the sort of um, physiological changes you would hope to see with, with embarking on a regular exercise program. And then we target a particular event, and our event that we're going to take part in is on the 4th of May, and that is the Sports Science Institute UCT Memorial Race. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all go and take part in that and then have a big picnic afterwards, and everyone gets their certificate and, of course, the medal for having completed the event. So, you know, I think what appeals to people about the program is it's very targeted. You come out with an outcome that you now become a 10K runner, and you certainly don't have to be a fast runner. Mm-hmm. Um, people take anything from perhaps about 60 minutes to about 90 minutes to, to complete their 10 kilometers. So some people, it is just a more of a shuffle run, which is absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, you then have this ability to go and take part in events all over and to, to do something which is, is um, very, very healthy for you and um, very rewarding. Is there a similar program around the country? We don't have OptiFit as such, um, but I know Run Walk for Life, which is countrywide, certainly supports people who, who want to, um, you know, go from walking to running. Um, they don't have the 12-week structure that we have, mm-hmm. but certainly they, they do have a, a supportive um, opportunity around the world where you could join, I mean, sorry, around South Africa, um, in many of the cities where you could join up and, um, and they would coach you to becoming a runner. After the twelve weeks, though, um, I I think do you do you do anything about somebody's diet? Um, Is yes, it covered okay, as sorry, part of the program? We we give a lot of advice about healthy eating, and another thing I should have mentioned is that. All of our members have an opportunity to either see a dietitian mm-hmm. for an assessment as part of the course fees, which is about one thousand eight hundred, yeah, or they get to see a, di- a podiatrist, and a podiatrist is able to uh, put them on a treadmill and look at their running style and give them advice about running shoes. So they have the option of um, sort of either or both um, of those assessments, and you know, often uh, if they want to then take that further and perhaps see a dietitian more regularly, that would be at their own expense, but, but, but it would be possible. Um, and, you know, again, from a dietary point of view, we don't like to be prescriptive as to what a person should eat, because as you would know yourself from all the, the debate that's going on, it really is an individual um, sort of case of what suits a person, whether they need to be on a sort of more conventional diet that, mm. that we know or mm. a higher-fat, low-carb um, diet. Um, so, again, that's, that's something that is, is very individual. We, we don't give out blanket guidelines. Kathleen, thank you so much. And, and I, I, as soon as I find the, the double padding or quadruple <laughs> padding, I'll come and see you. We would love to see you. And, and just to mention, if listeners are interested um, in, in finding out about our program, they can go to our Sports Science Institute website, Mm-hmm. Or I can give an email address um, that, that they could email and get more information.
Give us your email address, All right. please. Um, it's OptiFit, which is O-P-T-I-F-I-T, mm-hmm. at CISA.com. And CISA is S-S-I-S-A. So it's... Or op- go to the website as well, which is CISA.com. Um, CISA.com. Huh? Fantastic. Yes, and uh, you'll get directed from there. Thank you so much, Ms. Thank McCray, you so much, for talking Hannah, to and us. I look forward to train, training you up to become a runner one day. I love it, Charlie. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, lots of slaps on my face from trying to run. That website, www.cisa, which is S for sugar, S for sugar, I, S for sugar, A, dot com, or OptiFit, O-P-T-I-F for Freddie, I-T, at cisa.co.za. Happy running. Now let's listen to some music by Spongile Kumalo. Kumalo on uh, Otherwise, Little Girl, which brings us to time for Shap Shap. Shap Shap Children's Program on SFM with Leon Fisser. A little shop shop, it's shop shop. Put a hug in your pocket, put a hug in your hat. Oh, hello everyone. Welcome back to Shop Shop. Hey, are you excited? School starts tomorrow. In fact, some of you may have started today, isn't it? Oh man, I remember how excited I was about my new school uniform and those shiny new shoes. Oh yeah. And school stationery. New pens and pencils and paper to cover my school books. Hey, you know, I still have my very first school suitcase. I found it at my mom's house the other day. It's small and brown and really quite plain, but I remember how grown up I felt walking to school with it. I'm actually quite jealous of all of you. 
Think of all the amazing new things you're going to learn about this year. Numbers and rhymes and stories. I remember my first teacher taught us this really cool poem. I think I can still remember it. One of the faraway stars he came to see, he came to look at all the things he'd seen in a book. Isn't it great? I think it had a picture of a little alien who looked like a smarty with long green legs. I was so inspired the first time Mrs. Clarsons read it to us. You know, I have no idea who wrote that poem. But if you know, won't you please ask your mom or dad to write to me at Shop Shop on SAFM, that's our Facebook page, and tell us. Remember, it goes like this. One of the faraway stars he came to see, and he came to look at all the things he'd seen in a book. Speaking of Mrs. Clarsons, she was my grade one teacher. I remember how nervous I was about meeting her on the first day of school, and you know... She turned out to be amazing. She was actually my favorite teacher ever. And I was so excited about class every morning. But sometimes exciting things can be a little bit scary too at first. I always feel a bit nervous when I'm starting something new. Like a new job where I have to meet new people and learn new rules. But you know what? That's fine. It's totally okay to feel a bit scared and nervous, or maybe just a little bit shy on your first day at school. It's new, that's true. The best that you can do is try it, you might like it. You don't know until you do. It's new and it's strange. It could be quite a change. But if you climb a hill every day, you soon have crossed the mountain range. It could be rather scary. It could be very cool You'll never know until you try And when you do you'll find that you Are braver than you knew I'll let you in on a secret. Everyone feels scared sometimes. Even your new teacher will be feeling a little bit nervous. You don't believe me? Well, think about it. She has lots of new children to meet and she must be wondering whether they'll all like her. It is a little bit scary. You know, when I was nervous about stuff, my dad always used to say, this is your adventure. Starting school might be a bit hard and even a little scary at first, but pretty soon you might discover that you're actually quite good at it. In fact, it could turn out to be really fun. You get to hang out with other kids and do cool things and learn about awesome stuff. You might even learn some new songs. Speaking of which, I've got a new song for you. Listen to this. If you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say, try a smile, say hello. My name is so and so. If you feel a little scared, if you feel a little shy, hold your head up, crack a smile, put your hand up and say hi. If you wanna be a friend, well you've got to be a friend. There's nothing like a bestie, there's nothing like a bro. If you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say, just make a smile, you'll make a friend. I'll make you a promise. By the end of this year, you are going to discover all sorts of things that you're really, really good at and that you didn't even know that you can do. So, 
Are you still worried that things will be different at school from what you used to? Well, of course they'll be different. That's what adventures are all about. They're about doing things differently and doing things you've never done before. Different isn't bad. Well, it's just different. And you know what? It'll be different for everyone else too. There will be other children starting school for the first time with you. And they'll also have to get used to where things are and how things are done. And they'll need to make new friends too. Now, who can you think of that might be their friend? Mm, any guesses? How about you? You can make new friends and be a friend too. What do you think of that? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Now it's almost time for me to say goodbye. I want all of my new friends to sing along. Who's all these new people? Who's all these new people? I don't know any of their faces or any of their names. Who's all these new people? Who's all these new people? I must say I'm a little nervous and I'm a little shy. But look at these new people. All of these new people. He's wearing a funny t-shirt. She's got a lovely smile and all these new people. All of these new people. And I can make a lot of friends in a little while. Okay, that's all for today, children. Have a marvelous, amazing, adventurous day at school tomorrow. Bye. This show was produced by Kim Winter, Cassie Lowers, and Ricardo McCarthy, with scriptwriter Vian Fenter. And it is shop shop, it's shop shop from the far road and down to the city, and it's shop shop, it's shop shop from the taxi lines to the coast so pretty, and it's shop shop, it's shop shop from the monument down to Church Street, shop shop, it's shop shop in Central Town where all the people meet. How often have you left home and forgot to switch off your lights, alarm system, or geezer? Taps are also easily forgettable as well. Even worse, you forgot something that could easily start a fire when unattended. Gubevu IT and security systems puts you in control of things at home while you are not there. All of this is possible with just the touch of a button on your cell phone. You can protect your valuables and will cost you no more than 100 rand a month. For peace of mind, call Gubevu IT on 079-170-5852. The Wholesale and Retail CETA invites all its stakeholders to submit their entries for the inaugural Wholesale and Retail Sector Good Practice Awards that are open to all stakeholders in the sector. The closing date for submissions is 17 January 2014. For more information, go to wrceta.org.za or send your email to gpainfo at wrceta.org.za. W and R CETA, the premier authority in skills development exceeding our stakeholder expectations. Thank you for joining us for SAFM News. Here's Kirad Lala. It's 2 o'clock.